0: You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. If this is your first time listening in to this podcast, I'm Isaac Watson, and uh, I want to uh, open up this episode by reading one of our reviews, and this one is from Katrina Gordon, and she said that uh, this podcast is timely. Relevant and so necessary Isaac has a genuine gift of giving objective perspective based on sound contextual biblical interpretation of scripture as the subculture of church becomes more mainstream in our larger world culture it's easy for lines to be blurred. Christian leaders and those they lead can, can and have lost sight of sound teaching, many times sacrificing the integrity of doctrine in an effort to stay relevant or popular. Isaac is a breath of fresh air and is quickly becoming a prominent voice of our generation as he has mastered the art of staying both biblically sound and culturally relevant. And we thank you, Apostle. I'm officially forever a student. Thank you so much for that, Uh, Katrina. You sound like a writer. The way that you wrote this, it sounds like you got some you got some writing skills, the way you articulated it. So I I really appreciate your feedback, Uh, Katrina. It means so much to me. Thank you for listening and uh, giving the encouragement that you gave. Thank you so much for that. Um, if you're new to this podcast, Church Talk with Isaac is a weekly uh, broadcast. So every week uh, on, a, on, a, on a Monday, um, you're gonna receive a new episode. Um, this, I believe, is the 43rd episode of Church Talk with Isaac and um uh, 43rd yep this is the 43rd episode of church talk with isaac so listen we got a lot of content for you already uh i am almost a year's worth of content so uh i admonish you go back and uh listen to church talk uh with isaac go back and listen to some of the previous episodes and hopefully there's a topic um there's a theme there's a conversation a discussion an interview um, that will speak to you, that will minister to you, that will help you uh, on your journey. On this podcast, uh, we talk about all things church related. I try to talk about things uh, from the aspect of the church leader. And I try to talk about things on the as, uh, on, on the side of uh, the church attender and even those who may be looking from the outside, into the church, so no topic is actually off limits. And uh, one thing that I want to encourage you to do, if you listen to this episode, is I want you to send me some topics. If it's if there's something that you would like to hear that I may not have covered already, um, feel free to shoot me a message. Go to my website and uh, just you can you can send me a message actually through my website. Uh, there's actually a space there where you could simply send a message and let me know that there's a topic uh or maybe several topics that you would like to hear and i'll be more than happy to try to cover those topics uh for you all right let's go ahead and let's move on to today's topic and i think today's topic is a hot topic um but uh, i want to i want to talk about it a lot of pastors Uh, Leaders don't really want to talk about this, but I think that it deserves a conversation. So today I want to talk on uh, the topic of all the pastor wants is my money. All the pastor wants is my money. And uh, this is actually something as a as a senior leader, uh, as a a church planter, someone who oversees uh, a spiritual work, This is something that I have heard, not necessarily from within um, the church that I lead, um, but I've heard from other believers. I've heard from other places. I've heard from non-believers or uh, unbelievers uh, that all the church wants is your money. All the pastor wants uh, is my money. So what I want to do is I want to kind of look at this uh, and I want to see whether or not um, this is true. I want to I want to I want to look at a conversation about. Pastors and wages or pastors and, you know, getting paid or, uh, you know, people giving to the church, uh, so forth and so on, because I want to bring out a very uh, I want to bring out what I believe are some important points and some points that I think that every believer has to understand. If you are part of the local church, uh, if you serve in a local church, if you attend a local church, uh, I think this is something that is important. Uh, for you to understand in order for you to get a, a, a better picture as far as how money, uh, resources and the pastor, how money, resources and the spiritual leader, uh, particularly even more so than the church. I, uh, I think it's important that you understand this. And I think I wanted to cover this on today because this is actually the last Monday um, of the month. And uh, this month is considered pastor appreciation or clergy appreciation month. So uh, during this time, you see uh, if you're on social media, you'll see people within the church posting things about maybe their spiritual leadership, their pastors, their apostles their whatever bishops. uh, And they're posting things uh, saying that they appreciate them. Uh, You have um, people who may be even giving gifts uh, to their leadership uh, just as just as a sign of their appreciation. And um, I want to cover this now because of those things as well What I want to do is I want to look at 1st Corinthians really quickly I want to look at 1st Corinthians chapter 9 And I want to look at a, a conversation that the apostle Paul was having uh, to the Corinthian church And hopefully this helps to give some context I'm going to look at 1st Corinthians chapter 9 I'm going to jump around a bit I'm going to look at verses 1 through 3 Then I'm going to I'm going to jump down and look at verses six through 12. uh, And then we're going to look at, excuse me, 12 through 14. Um, So first Corinthians chapter nine, verse one, it opens up. Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ, our Lord? Are you not the work uh, in the Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? If I'm not an apostle to others, yet doubtless I am to you for you. Are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord? My defense to those who examine me is this. And we want to jump down because he said some things um, that are not necessarily related to this topic. But then, when we when we jump to verse uh, six, he says, "Or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from working? Whoever goes to war at his own expense, who plants a vineyard and does not eat of its fruit." Or who attends a flock and does not drink of the milk of the flock? Do I say these things as a mere man or does not the law say the same also? For it's written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain. Is it oxen God is concerned about or does he say it altogether for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt this is written that he who plows should plow in hope. And he who threshes in hope should be partaker of his hope. If we have sown spiritual things to you. This is Paul speaking as a spiritual leader and apostle, one of the apostolic leaders who planted the church in Corinth, along with Barnabas. Uh, He said, if we have sown spiritual things for you, is it a great thing if we reap your material things? If others are partakers of this right over you, are we not even more? Nevertheless, we have not used this right, but endure all things, lest we hinder the gospel of Christ. Verse 14. Even so, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. Listen, I want you all to really hear this language because that was we pretty much practically read a good portion of that chapter. Um, but in that discourse, we all we, we have to understand a couple things. First thing is that we have to understand is that Paul is speaking to the Corinthian church and his tone towards the Corinthian church uh, is as it is, because there were some false teachers that were getting into the church that were um, that was trying to persuade the Corinthians um, to not receive Paul as an apostle. They were uh, literally trying to discredit uh the apostle paul's influence within that church and so there were there were several things that were confronted regarding the apostle paul and his influence number one they were confronting um his apostleship they were um these false teachers were actually getting into the minds of the corinthians and they were pretty much trying to tell the corinthians that paul was not an apostle they were trying to convince to them they were trying to convince these people that paul was not free so that was the first thing paul began to say what he said as a defense he began to say what he said in order to say to them listen if I'm not an apostle to everyone, surely I'm an apostle to you. So these false teachers, they began to speak uh, uh, to the Corinthians, not only about discrediting Paul as an apostle, trying to call him a false apostle. But they were also trying to influence the Corinthians to not give uh, um, financial support and support for uh, his his day to day needs um, simply because they believed that he did not deserve it. They believe that he did not have the right to be supported by them. They believe that he did not have the right to ask for support. Um, So this is something that Paul had to address to this church because out of all of the churches on his missionary journey, the Corinthian church up until this point uh, was never asked to assist Paul financially. So Paul began to speak and he said, look, in my defense, this is what I have to say to you. Am I not an apostle? um am I not free uh do I not have the right to take my wife with me do I have not the right to quit my job like the rest of these you know like these other leaders are doing and and being supported by the church do I not have the right to eat of the same vineyard that I have planted do I not have the right to eat the grain um as uh, uh um that I am plowing in Paul is speaking in terms of look if I have if I have sown spiritual things to you It is a small thing for me to reap natural things from you. This is something, honestly, that the church really has to understand because I understand the abuses of the church. I understand how money can be used as a manipulative tool in order to um, set up ministers for greed, set ministers up, uh, um, you know, to do things that they probably should not do, uh, quite honestly. Um, But but this is the thing. Just because somebody takes something and they abuses something, it does not mean that we are to remove that principle. The fact of the matter is that although we do have crooks in the church, although we do have crooks behind the pulpit, although we do have people who are abusing of people we have people who are who are who are uh, manipulating in order to gain money they're manipulating the gospel they're manipulating the prophetic they're manipulating uh, the church in order to gain something from it the principle still lies and this is the principle if we as ministers of the gospel are giving spiritual food if we're giving you something that you can eat on for um for for eternity then it's a small thing for you to supply us with a thing that will cause us to eat for a day um that's practically what Paul is saying um that because we are Um, people, because we are apostles, because I'm an apostle as ministers of the gospel, it is it is it is our right actually is what Paul says. It is our right to be able to receive natural things from you, whether that's food, whether that's clothing, whether that's a place to live, whether it is monetary, As 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 leaders who are given the responsibility to oversee and shepherd as 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 overseers of the soul, as those who are given the responsibility to help build men's lives. We are given actually the right, not just the privilege, not just the benefit, but literally Paul says that we are given the right to benefit from your natural things. Now, I want to look at a couple other things, because I think that I think that one of the things that we have to understand is that this is just not something that's found in one place that um, that cannot be found in other places. And I want to make this clear that what Paul is saying is that is Paul is not saying that it's about charging uh, the believers money. It's not about. Uh, bringing them under obligation to do anything. Really, what Paul is saying is that as an apostle, as someone who gives their life for the gospel, um, it should actually be a privilege for you to demonstrate your love towards those ministers who give themselves wholeheartedly um, to the ministry. It, it It's actually a ministry of love. Um, And not a ministry of obligation. It's a ministry of love um, that's being demonstrated when you give financially, when you give substantially um, to those who are laboring on your behalf. What Paul is trying to bring them under is not under um, first and foremost obligation, but he's trying to bring them under generosity. He's trying to get them to understand generosity. And he's trying to get them to understand that they should want to take care of those who lead and those who feed them spiritually. What we have to understand is that Paul was entitled to reward. And if we if if you look at those verses, if you look at the whole discourse, we'll see that Paul is entitled to reward. But what Paul actually did, uh, even in this discourse, he wasn't telling them that he wanted them to sow. He was telling them that they should have the mindset to sow. Paul was actually saying, look, I even though I have a right to these things, even though it is my reward, I'm not going to take your money. I'm not going to take your money uh, because of the persecution that I'm experiencing from you. Paul actually denied their money. He denied their resources. He denied their food. He denied the Corinthian church's drink in this in this particular discourse. Um, Because of the persecution he was facing from that church, the only way that Paul was able to prove to them that he was ministering from love, the only way that Paul was able to minister to them and to prove to them that he was ministering from his heart and that his heart was in his ministerial work was by denying financial provision from them. That's the only way he could have did it because of the fact that false teachers were seeping into the church at that time trying to discredit uh, Paul. So Paul said, look, just so you know that I'm doing this um, wholeheartedly, that I'm not doing this for selfish gain. I'm not doing this for monetary gain. I'm not going to take anything from you. I'm not going to take anything from you. These people, this church was questioning Paul's apostleship. Because of the influence of false teachers speaking against Paul's influence. So in order for Paul to to demonstrate that what he was doing was actually because he had been mandated by God to do it. He said, look, even though. I uh, uh um uh even though I am someone who is entitled to the reward, I'm someone who should be receiving. I'm someone uh who who have labored spiritually, who have fed you spiritually, who have caused you to grow and to mature in the things of God. I'm entitled to benefit from your life, but I'm not gonna do it because listen, if I if I do it, then you're gonna have a reason to say, look, these false teachers were right. <laughs> But this is what we have to understand. Even though Paul did not take the money, the passage here can't be used to prove that ministers shouldn't be supported by the church. Paul says that ministers have a right to be supported by the church. This is the thing, though, the church by. By new covenant, scriptural standards don't have the right to tell a minister whether or not he should or should not uh, receive a compensation, should not receive benefits from the church. However, that minister can forfeit his rights. And that's what Paul did. A minister can forfeit uh, his rights. He can choose not to receive support. But check this out. No one can tell or no one can demand of him that he should give up his or her right. It is the right of that minister to decide whether or not he wants to take finances or whether or not he wants to receive uh, offerings or uh, love offerings or, or a salary or whatever it may be from that ministry or those ministries that he or she may be serving. We have to understand that it is the right of the minister. It's the right of the minister because of what they sow. Now, the th- on, the, on the on the other end of that, um, I believe that the church needs to be trained to have discernment. They need to be able to identify the, um, the fruit of the minister. Just because someone is saying, I'm a man of God, I'm a woman of God, don't mean they're a man or woman of God. Just because someone has a strong prophetic gift or a strong word of knowledge and they say, look, if you give to a prophet, you receive a prophet's rec- uh, reward, doesn't mean you should give to that individual. I believe that everything needs to be tested by its fruit. If someone is serving and they're wholehearted and they're serving and they're humble and they're sincere, come on. If they are if they are attentive to the flock, if they are raising up leaders, if they are discipling, if they are imparting, if they're dealing with your devils, if they're casting out devils, if they're healing, you know, if they're if, if they're healing you and that they're bringing a level of concern that they are concerned about your well-being. Let me tell you something. You should live by generosity. You should live by the law of love that says that they uh, actually should benefit from your material gain. I know a lot of ministers don't really like to talk about this because they want to they want to, you know, appear humble and they want to appear a a particular way. But the fact of the matter is this. Check, Check this out. This is just not Paul saying these things we have to understand that while paul was saying these things he actually said that these are things that he's saying as a command from the lord that brings a whole nother spin on it whole nother spin on it when we look at first corinthians chapter 9 verse 14 it says this even so the lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel so it's just not a suggestion, in a sense, it is something that 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 the law of Christ has set in place that says if you truly live from the law of love, come on, the law that we're under, the law of freedom, the law of the spirit of life and in Christ Jesus, the law of the Lord. If we truly live from that, then one of the manifestations that we truly understand what that looks like is a life of generosity, which includes taking care of your spiritual leaders. Taking care of those who labor in the word. Now, what I want to do um, the next couple minutes before I close um, is I want to cover a couple other passages. All right. Galatians six and six says this. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Uh, let's see. First, Timothy, chapter five, verses 17 and 18. It says, let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. For the Scripture says, "You shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain, and the and the laborer is worthy of his wages." Now, when the Bible says that you should not muzzle, uh, muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain, that's speaking of don't put something over the mouth of the ox when it's when it's treading um um the grain while it's treading its field. uh What the ox t- has a tendency to do is also eat from the same field that it's treading in. So it's saying, "Look, don't muzzle the ox because this is the thing." Be um. Um, With the ox being able to eat from the same grain that he's plowing in, you're, you're actually giving that ox strength to continue to plow. Powerful principle. When you muzzle ministers that are that are that are plowing in the field that God has graced them in and you're not allowing them to eat from the same field that they are plowing in, you are actually giving ministers an opportunity to be weakened in their assignment. When you allow them to eat from the field that they plow in, you give them an opportunity to gain strength in their field. All right. Philippians chapter four, verses 15 through 19. It says, Now you Philippians know also that in, in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. So of all the churches that gave, you were the only ones that gave all the churches that I visited, all the churches that I plowed in. You were the only one that gave. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the thing sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, I wanna I wanna say a couple things about this uh, discourse in the uh, uh, in the book of Philippians. All right, in the letter of the Philippians. For one, um, Paul identifies the Philippians' generosity. As a sweet smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well pleasing to God. So not only are you just giving to benefit the minister, but God actually sees your giving from the heart. You're taking care of the minister as it as a sacrifice, as a sweet smelling aroma, as an offering unto just not the minister, but an offering unto God. Now, the last part of that, when we look at verse 19, it says "And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Check this out. We love to quote that. For our own well being. We love to quote that for our own benefit. But the context of that is in the relationship of the of the Philippian church giving aid to Paul to make sure that he has everything that he needs to make sure that he has all of his necessities to make sure that that um um to make sure that he as he says indeed I have all and abound I am full having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you making sure that he has everything that he needs because you made sure that the ministers of the gospel have everything that they need Paul concluded and he said and my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus when you take care of others needs God will take care of your needs that is the principle so listen I don't want to take too much time on this I hope this brought uh, some clarity some understanding and again Um, I don't think that, you know, this doesn't really relate to money hungry, you know, leaders or anything like that. This relates to those who are leading well uh, in the house of God, elders who are leading well, who are worthy of double honor. Those who have integrity, those who have a heart after God, those who have a heart to serve God's people. This is relating to those. Not everyone who says, you know, so, so, so should be receiving. But there are those who serve you. There are those who you see just not serve you, but who serve the body of Christ at large, who you may be benefiting from where you eat from. You need to sow into you should sow into. Um, And you should allow God to build that covenant principle within your heart uh, as he continues to build a culture of generosity in and through you, in and through your life. So listen, this is Isaac Watson. Thanks again for tuning in to Church Talk with Isaac. I hope this blessed you and um, I, I will I will you'll hear from me again next week. I pray you have a great day and a great week. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.